everyone welcome to feminine chats with v i am v and i share an episode each week to help you find your feminine glow elevate your wardrobe glow up your mindset and improve your relationships i was like hi vanessa (laughs) (laughs) i know you know what it's always so weird when i like meet people on twitter and then we end up either talking or actually meeting in real life it's like guys twitter is not a real place (laughs) (laughs) it's always a shocker i i remember me and they're like wait i thought you'd be older i'm like wait what do you mean I, know, I thought like you're in your fifties or something. I'm like, dude, I always post myself. What, <laughs> what? in your fifties? Yo, I had to do some research to actually find out how old you are, though. Oh like, my god! You find out? This is gonna be interesting. So the thing is, I didn't really find out, yeah. but what I do know. Secret. Sorry. So my age is always somewhat of a secret. The thing is, I think you do a good job keeping it a secret i kind of do the same thing so uh, i i don't quite know how old you are but i know you're a 90s child that much i know yes yep so that's fine yes. i will not ask for your age it's okay but we know we know where don't, your range don't worry don't worry i can always share my age if you ask nicely please <laughs> I, I like black forest cake. I love Jemison whiskey. Just putting it out there. <laughs> and you love your breakfast. Exactly. So I can be bribed. It's very easy to bribe me. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. I actually it's... turned uh, 30 the 15th of January. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Happy well, birthday. I mean, I saw the cakes and stuff. So happy oh, yes. birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank mm. you. I'm picking up some music in your background. Also, yeah, I usually have a morning session, Bible study oh. thing. Okay. So, yeah. No, it's fine. And you see, this is why we are talking to Tabani. Like, guys, listen, a morning Bible session. Mm. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it's good to start the day on the right note. Because, no, definitely it is. Uh, yeah. So do you do you have like a morning routine? Yeah, I have. I, I have morning routines actually. So sometimes mm. I switch them up because they do not like monotony. I, I, okay. I love it when I I change up stuff. And I think mm. it's sort of a thing that has even spewed into my into every aspect of my life because you find that even with my career, you'd be shocked what I'm actually doing in my career right now. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm actually starting on uh, on a tourism uh, course, so I'm actually doing a tour and tourism together with the missus. Uh, that's how much we love switching up on our careers. So yeah, it's it's hectic from law to tourism. You would have thought. I, I just am love puzzled it. because I'm like, wow, you're a lawyer, are you not? How? Like, how are you going into tourism? What got you interested in that <laughs> industry? So it's because of, um, so we're investors. Um, mm-hmm. We're investors and we, for me, I've like, since I was a child, I've always loved um, land development, you know, real estate. Buy land, have a vision for it, develop it, do something with it, then either sell it off or list it out to people so that's nice. what i've been into and 
recently we got into another another project and it's actually tourism related so i've been learning as much as i can about tourism reading up on these policies from zimbabwe tourism authority and whatnot and i'm, I'm shocked oh, wow. i'm shocked to be like with the stuff that i've been learning realizing how much money they actually make like they be milking people a lot um wow they're supposed to be doing so for me from a legal aspect where i'm like you know if i'm being compliant and i'm paying what i'm supposed to i'm not getting the services i'm supposed to be getting so i also figured you know what it should be fun to actually just do the course because it'll be less than a year anyway so i won't need to be going anywhere it's just online so yeah yeah that's pretty amazing and you know what I, you know what everything you've just said right now it's like wow that's really good like couple goals because what i'm picking up from what you're saying for me it's the we it's the we this we that i'm like oh gosh <laughs> you came up with it like i was there minding my business and she's like oh look i just found this course maybe we can take it up mm-hmm. like dude you did medicine you're a medical surgeon i'm a lawyer what are we trying to do with this she's like it'll be fun come on let's do it live a little Ah, that is so cute, man. Oh my god. Why are you doing this to my heart so early in the morning? Ah, so, that is the cutest. And I'm just like, oh well, you know, I've always been a mastered bad decision, so let's just go for it. Oh, that's really great. good. Fun. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I do love it. Sorry? <laughs> I do love a challenge, so anything that just takes me out of my, you know, normal comfort zone. Yeah. I'm up for that. And so it's always it. good to learn different things. Like just because you studied something specific doesn't mean you must go your whole life just doing to. that. Exactly. That's that's yeah. what I believe. That's honestly what I also believe. And that's good. Wow. Okay. I am just like, wow. Couple goals, guys. I, I feel like going on Twitter right now and just tweeting you. Couple goals, guys. <laughs> so, Tobani, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview with me, for thank giving you. us insight, for giving us insight into who you are and what you're all about. So normally I just like for people to like introduce themselves. So if you don't mind, like tell us about you. Just tell us about you. Oh wow. Um oh. I feel like there's way too much to tell about me, but uh I'll try to like package it in a small in a small brief. So That's um, nice. So my name is Tavani Miyama. Uh from the Nube clan. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much into my identity uh, mm-hmm. and who I am in terms of my roots. So you almost always find me referring to myself as Nube because of um, because of that. Like I I embrace who I am and my roots and that's something that I carry with me no matter where I go because I find that there's so much power in knowing who you are and knowing where you've come from as it helps you to navigate even where you're supposed to be going. Um, so I'm qualified as a lawyer. I majored in international law. Uh, I mainly focus on international trade law, international investment law. Um, and uh, much as I love law, uh, I always have had a knack for for the corporate side of uh, you know of things. So I'm also into into that. And I work with Africonsult Firm, where I am director for business. Uh, 
development and advancement uh, i'm also consultant uh, for you know startups smes and uh, even some corporates and some individuals ranging from politicians some public figures and just anybody who services uh, who needs services that i offer uh, and that we offer as a as a firm as well um so maybe because of that i've also been involved in a bit of politics but i don't want to be political because that that can be bad for business oh yes <laughs> so I, i've tried to stay away from the political scenes and just be giving comments here and there um then i am so apart from being a lawyer uh, i'm an investor so i look at investing into anything and everything so long it makes business sense i go for it and in this i do not do it by myself i do it with mrs nube uh so there's a mrs nube and uh, we are literally like partners in crime and partners in everything so almost everything that i you know that i do you'll find that i'm doing it with her um Mm, what else can I say about me? I love golf. Oh my goodness, I love golf so much. So you will find me at the golf course even during weekdays early in the morning because that's that's like my other love and and wifey always complains and always calls herself the golf widow when I leave home and I go golf and I leave her at home. <laughs> so yeah, she has she has given herself that name to make me feel bad. Sometimes it works. Um So I love golf so much. I'm not a professional golfer. I play for fun, but uh hopefully with time as I give more time to the sport, uh, I will, you know, I will improve and also get to that pro level. Um I love food a lot. Uh I so I think my love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. So I think in terms of um that passion, the love for food came from my grandmother from from my maternal side. Um I used to spend a lot of time with her and whenever I'd visit I would be in the kitchen with her you know talking and asking questions and I'd be seeing a whisk up these recipes you know and I would be you know I would be very very much interested and curious in how she's getting it all done would come out I remember the first thing that I saw her make that actually caught my attention was the fish that she was cutting with um where she whisked up the eggs and the flour and what not and bread crumbs and she coated the fish in that and she deep fried it and when it came out I was like whoa you know this looks amazing and it tasted delicious so since then I've always had a knack for wanting to you know to also cook so uh lucky enough you know god got me to meet up with somebody that also supports my 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 madness uh, we're equally crazy and <laughs> and she also loves cooking so she will research on some recipes and she'll be like oh yeah i found this recipe from this place let's try it out and then we'll be there in the kitchen trying stuff out and messing up and what not so behind all those nice photos there's a lot of trial and errors and that's something that i don't usually say but yeah <laughs> there's a lot of trial and errors where we look at each other with flour on our face and we're like yeah this is not how it was supposed to come out but yeah. um we we have started that dinden with nobes hashtag to just you know to just inspire others to to just cook mm-hmm. and enjoy enjoy your food i spent almost 7 years in china so their culture is so big on food and they respect you know that time of eating so much uh, okay. such that 
when they're dishing out even a simple meal, they make sure that it's well presented. Because they say you first eat with the eyes and then with the nose and then with your mouth. So I definitely that's agree. So that's like the same concept that we also try to just uh, implement in, in, in our food. Uh, so apart from loving food, uh, I would love to say I believe I'm a family man. I, I love my family. My family comes first. Job comes second. God comes before all of that. I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian for, for the most part of my life. Grew up in a Christian home. My paternal grandfather was a reverend. To the extent where even some people still call me reverend because of him, but uh, yeah. So okay. yeah, apart from that, I I'm just I'm just like everybody else. I think I love adventure. I love nice things. Uh, I just love living life to the fullest. I love spending time with friends, and I love working hard and ensuring that I never put myself in a position where I have to experience poverty because that one is tough. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. Like, no. <laughs> no poverty will come after you, please. Oh, amen. Please. <laughs> I, I don't think Mrs. I would be able to handle it. <laughs> yes, Mrs. Tingwe deserves the best, please. Okay. No. no. <laughs> so, talking about Din Din with the new base, I know yeah. you were having um, a cooking challenge of some sort on Twitter, right? Yes. And it came to an end yesterday. Mm-hmm. When do we find out the winner? We find out the winner in this week, the first week of February. So okay. that's when we are going to... Oh, this is actually me getting you in on the secret. But yes, oh, okay. so we are going to uh, select the finalists and then mm-hmm. we are going to, to line them up. People will vote for them and then we will choose an, an overall winner from, from the whole thing. Uh, but we will also try to ensure that apart from just choosing one winner, we can maybe reward people for participating like those that participated more you know just for their participation because it wasn't meant to be like a cooking challenge to see who is a chef ramsey or anything you know but uh it was just meant to to be a challenge where we just have fun we share our meals we share dishes and we're inspired to do more with our cooking so it's the usual ingredients that people use, but just play around with them so that you enjoy your food before you even taste it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, okay. That was actually a pretty cool, fun challenge for Twitter. And it goes to show the influence you actually have in not just being a lawyer, not just being a family man, and just being you as a person online. You know, It oh, makes you human, yeah. basically. <laughs> And from what you, from when you were talking about food and stuff, I picked up you say you first learned like cooking and the interest of food and cooking from your grandma. Like, did you grow up with your grandparents? Like, can you talk to me about that? Uh, so I spent a lot of time with my grandparents from both sides um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because my parents were, were nomads. So I think I actually got that one from them. They would always be in one place or the other. And with that, they didn't want to obviously affect my, my school routines and whatnot, you know, where you'd end up changing schools and all of that. So I spent a lot of time with them. Um, those are the people that I can safely say they have been my best friend, or they were my best friends, rather, from the time that I was a child. They were the people that knew me more than, maybe to an extent, even more than my parents did, you know, where they would know that this is what he wants, this is what he prefers. Mom would be like, oh, maybe let's give him this. And 
like oh god like no 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 it doesn't like that she wants this and mm. surely enough she'll be right and ma would be there like how you know so i don't even know my own son you know and just be joking about that <laughs> but uh so i i spent a lot of time with them um and also i guess because of you know old folks the wisdom that they just carry that's something mm. that i always enjoyed uh because i was an only child so okay. i didn't have like Uh, brothers or sisters to be hanging out with and all of that so every chance that I could get to to visit my grandparents I would take it and I would stay there for as long as I could because you know other grandkids would also come there like cousins and all so it would feel like a one big family and that would be less lonely for me uh, as I would have other little sisters little brothers all around me so yeah And Nana Gogo's house is always the best. Like I personally grew up always. with my grandparents and having my cousins there. It's like you're just a big happy family. You and also <laughs> and like you're saying all the wisdom is like downloaded into you. And exactly. as you grow up, you you manage to maintain relationships with your cousins and everyone else because of that kind of setup. I don't know. Our grandparents just they had this gift of putting people together and you know just creating these very meaningful connections that's very true that is so true and and the thing is those things that they taught us you know the wisdom mm-hmm. and the lessons they imparted onto us it's stuff that we grew up with and you realize now when you're older that this is something that has actually become a part of who you are as an individual and something you hold dear to you to yourself mm-hmm. and it's it's part of your character and it's almost always good stuff uh, you you cannot find stuff that they <clears throat> that they imparted on you that you can be like oh no maybe this was toxic or this was bad it's almost always good stuff which you start understanding more as you grow up as well yeah true that so tabani you guys love cooking from what i can oh, yeah. tell you and mrs you love cooking who does who does most of the cooking in the house it sounds like you Tabani. love your food exactly but, but people don't believe it when i say it's actually me because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, th- i think it's because of how how most of us were conditioned uh because of our social uh, upbringing you know we we have always been conditioned that um women like the kitchen belongs to the women which is something that is that is yeah it's true you know that's I think when it comes to sharing responsibilities and roles and whatnot there are certain spaces that are dominated by a certain gender whether it's the men or the women mm-hmm. but um, it doesn't then limit it to just being about the women men can also get involved women can also get involved and so forth so um I I actually love spending more time in there you know trying out new stuff I get ideas from her. most of the ideas I actually get from her and then I implement them. So oh, wow. mm-hmm. I do not do as much uh research on meals and stuff than she does. She will come up with or oh, there was this that I saw but maybe we can tweak it there and then do this and then do that. I'll be like, you know, that actually sounds nice. And sometimes we just be winging it in the kitchen. You know, then I'll just be doing it. So, you know, she even jokes around and always say, "Don't worry, me now. Come and help you with boiling the water." And that's it. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I like that. <laughs> then at the end, she'll be like, "You see, I did most of the work. Boiling the water is a lot of, you know, it's it's a, it's a hard job getting it right." <laughs> so, 
she's a beautiful cloud herself but that's i guess that's why i fell in love with her so yeah but uh, exactly. it, it obviously depends with maybe our work schedules because we always try to ensure that we we blend in our work schedules to ensure that neither of us is burned out so mm-hmm. she definitely has more of a workload than i do to be very fair because of the nature of uh, of a job you know being in the in the medicine industry um so because of that she's more tired she has a whole lot more that she does and uh, even though i might have a lot that i'm doing i always realize that at the end of the day i'm less tired than she is so and i always have to cut her some slack you cannot then be like oh please cook for us you know because she'll be tired so sometimes it's always best that she comes to a home and she finds the food ready and she's just there soaking herself and enjoying a meal so yeah i like that you guys have created that kind of relationship marriage where you're not just there saying i am the baba in this house whatever job you're doing whether you're tired or whatever we are waiting for you to come and cook right. i feel like yeah that just creates a lot of friction between two people and is this why like it's so important for you to like teach young men about masculinity well the right way of being a masculine man like where does that come from so with that um so in terms of who i am or maybe this this may be something that i may have uh you know forgotten to also bring up but like my 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 background also goes back to being south african and uh when i look at south africa uh even every time that i go there you know go home and everything there's a part of me that that's broken you know that's heartbroken because you look at how the society is at the moment it's not what it used to be um and when you look at how broken the society is how fed up the women are how scared the women are and rightfully so as well you realize that it's because the men themselves are not doing what they are supposed to be doing um you know how it is when a country is failing we do not blame anyone else except the president you know we will always say ah the president is messing up ah the president is messing up and that may be something to do with simple things like service delivery you know just a garbage truck coming to collect garbage uh, from your hood you will still blame the president even though he's not directly handling this thing on a day-to-day basis and there's a councillor who's supposed to be responsible for that we we'll just say the president so it's the same thing whereby if it's in a society and there's something going on in a society the men have been tasked uh, to be the the heads of the houses so if something is wrong then that means the head is doing something wrong or the head is not doing what they're supposed to be doing so it's now going to that point where because the women got fed up a lot of movements came up uh, came up and and arose and some took advantage of this uh of this brokenness and started to 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 to, to sit in even more hate between the two genders you know between males and females and we are now at a stage where we we have some males and some females feeling like we don't need each other i can do without a male i can do without a female yet i think that is actually not reasonable or or even true you know if we're to be honest because at the end of the day we need each other the men need the women the women need the men 
we are not people that are created to live in isolation we are created to live together and work together so when i realized this brokenness i realized that maybe instead of trying to address the women because that's what has been done always you know tell the girls to do this tell the girls to do this teach them to be better at this teach them to do this teach them to do that and i was like why not attack this thing at the root cause which is the men if we teach the men to behave like men women won't need to feel scared because the men will be moving around knowing that they are there to protect the women not to abuse the women not to attack the women if we teach men that they are there to lead and guide and and just show love and nature and everything you know they'll do that we should already just put the women in a position where they feel that they can trust the men and they feel safe around the men and they don't need to be worrying about their life so to me that's that's one thing that i've been trying to do and when i notice the kind of men the quality of men that we we have now it's it's the quality of men that i look at and i say i don't want i don't want my son to grow up to be like that i want my son to grow up to be the typical kind of man a, a man who is a gentleman a man that if he goes on a date with a with a woman i won't be embarrassed or be afraid of what will happen there because i know that you no know, i have already taught him of what to do and how to behave as a man and that young lady whoever she is she will go there and she will have a great time and she will be safe and she will be returned home in one piece and safe and not feel like there was something that went wrong or that was awkward or where she was taken advantage of so you know i think it starts with us men you know and the kind of masculinity that i find prevalent is that of domineering where it's supposed mm-hmm. because i'm the man do this because i'm the man do this but that's not how you lead i think you lead by modeling an example so even with the kids around here we know that they 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 do what they see us do so you find that as they are growing they are speaking the way that they hear us speak uh, and then you are yeah they realize okay so it's monkey see monkey do so that's the same thing that we're supposed to then be doing with these young men they are seeing us the older men and then they're going to copy what we do so if they see me beating up my wife for example that's something they're going to grow up conditioned to thinking that this is the way to solve a dispute between my wife and I instead of sitting down and actually talking like mature adults even when you're disagreeing laughing together and remaining you know that 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 loving couple with a tight bond you know, disagreeing on this issue but above all of that we are one unit you know so we're still supposed to find a way to work together at the end of at the end of it all so i think that just that that mess in the society that i've been observing is what then inspired me to want to to also spread a positive version of masculinity you know masculinity that that is real masculinity because this other one i think it has been corrupted and that's the one that's just flying out there and a lot of guys because of their own brokenness are then easily accepting and embracing that because it resonates with their brokenness and they won't want to be responsible for their their part or the role that they play in all this so it's then easy to just embrace this type of masculinity where we then just say we blame women for everything don't care about women don't care about their feelings just trample on them and just do whatever you do be selfish and what and what not because you're a man but at the end of the day we we suffer from that we suffer from that too
that was that was a really nice insight into masculinity and so like i was saying i agree with what you're saying like in today's world i think a lot of people just have a misconception of exactly what masculinity is what femininity is and just yesterday i was having a chat with one of my friends you know girl chat it keeps me going i won't even lie i'm a girl's girl like that so i've been i'm being courted right so obviously i am all happy telling my friends about it and this one friend of mine was like where do people find men like that she's like do you know i have not ever like had a guy come and get me for a date and he brought me flowers or opened the door for me or just be nice it's as if these guys think we are we are the same they don't look at you like a woman who deserves to be treated in a certain way they don't think it's necessary to be a certain kind of man like i'm like we've lost it we have lost it in society and i really appreciate and love it when people like you then come and teach guys the younger guys like you're saying people learn from watching what we do they don't just listen to what you're saying if you're just saying and you're not modeling your words people will learn what you're doing not what you're telling them to do so people like you are really coming on whether it's on social media or wherever else everyone else is sharing you are doing the lord's work in my own words you're doing the lord's work because i've seen you've actually now grown a community of guys online who are of the same thinking who are kind of aligned to that content and i feel like that's a step closer to changing how guys are in today's world hopefully i'm at 2000 we'll catch on you know yeah and and just to if you were to like summarize or maybe just cluster together the attributes of what you believe is a masculine man what would that be like wow i've never actually thought of uh, <laughs> <laughs> of that one of how to actually answer to that but um i think it's a lot to to uh-huh. begin with but to try and so to try and summarize it i might not capture all aspects of it but um i believe that a masculine man for example uh, i'll start off with the biblical aspect of things because I'm, I'm a believer i'm a christian uh i take that from ephesians chapter 5 where i think it's towards verse 21 22 there about where it's describing the relationship between jesus christ and the church and it's using that as a mirror to say this is how a marriage between a man and a woman is supposed to be like. Um, so when you look at what Jesus did for the church, he fought for the church. He protected the church. He sacrificed for the church. He provided for the church. He was he loved the church unconditionally to the point where he died for the church. He laid down his life for the church. Now that sounds unreasonable sounds like oh no i would never give up my life for somebody and everything but you realize as you gravitate towards marriage as you get into marriage as you're married that there are certain things that can be looked at as drastic that you will need to to be ready to do for your family so for example if somebody comes or if something happens that is a threat to my family best believe that you will not see the sweet version of me you will see another side of me that you probably would have never seen before 
I, I will probably unleash the, I don't know, the warrior in me or something, you know, because that's my family. This this is a legacy of mine, and they should not be harmed. There should not be a scratch on them. And you know, I would rather die before anybody can lay a finger on them, kind of a thing. So, the attributes of a masculine man is a man that I believe, like Jesus as well, and just in general, you have to be understanding, right? Because you cannot be a man who is leading a family without being understanding. It's not about what you say, like my word is law, because I think that's another misconception that we find where we have grown up and maybe in families that we have come from or where we have seen people uh, in fam- in different families, we have seen the father just say something and that's fine now, no one's supposed to argue, no one's supposed to question it and whatnot. To me, that's not, I don't think that's healthy because as a leader, even for me, I know that there's so many things that I actually get wrong to date and there's so many things I will be getting wrong. I am in, I'm not a master of everything and that's why I need my wife because where I'm weak, she is strong. For example, when it comes to numbers, I know that I will not trust myself with numbers. I'll trust her. When it comes to teaching the kids science homework, I, I, I scream for a name. Like, babe, you know, we've got science homework, yeah. Because that's not my fault. Or when it's like to French or something, then she's like, babe, your French stuff is here, you know? So we always laugh at each other about these things, but it's because we have realized that, look, where you're weak i'm strong where i am weak you are strong and if we come together i can cover your your weaknesses with my strength as you cover my weaknesses with your strength and that means together we'll be one strong entity it's like strength and strength come together the weaknesses have been overshadowed and we both benefit from that so you would need to be understanding because your wife will suggest things right and you'd need to actually look at that and be like, oh, wait a minute, this actually makes sense. You need to analyze what she's saying because she will say stuff that you never be, you know, you never think of saying. And I think I'm a testimony of that. If I can list you the amount of things that this woman says, like she's, to me, she's a fountain of wisdom. She's that person that I always go to when I have an issue even at work. This is a legal related issue. She's the person that I talk to because I know that from talking to her, I will find a solution. So if we are understanding enough to listen and hear the other person and not to listen to respond, but to listen to really understand, uh, we become better versions of of the man that we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be loving. Uh, That's the second thing. Most men have been taught to just be hardcore. You know, like if you are supposed to be a man, be aggressive, be hardcore, you know, be all of that. But in all of that, you're not supposed to negate the loving aspect of who you are or of, of yourself as a human being because your wife needs to be loved. That's why even in the Bible, you're taught to love her unconditionally. And love is interpreted in so many ways. But you find that one thing that is constant with many women is the romantic aspect of it. They translate that to be love. So buying a flowers at random times, you know, you're going to pick mm-hmm. her up from work you have a bouquet of roses and be like, I saw these and I thought of you, you know? She's waking up and she's at home and maybe you had left the house early, taken a jog or something. You're coming back home with a rose and, and a bar of chocolate. It doesn't even need to be like crazy things, you know, like like maybe buy a Range Rover Bella or something. But even those small things, 
you know, the moment you just do those small things continuously, they amount to a huge thing and they make all the difference. So we need to understand that we need to be loved. And our daughters, we are the first men that they will have an encounter with when they are young. So if they need to know what love is like, they'll need to know what love is like from us. And the love they should not know is that love that is just tough, where they have to just, you know, suck it up. But it should be a love that is gentle because the love that you find a man really offering is a love that is gentle. It's a love that is kind. It's a love that is soft, you know. But in all of that, it's also a love that is firm at the same time. But it's not, it's not neglecting this gentleness aspect and all of that. So we need to learn how to love, I think, for me to, to, to be a man. Then to work hard. Um, it's easy to blame other people. It's easy to blame the economy, to blame the politics, to blame your mother, your father, or whoever. It's easy to apportion blame to the next person instead of just being responsible and doing what needs to be done. Uh, I think as men, we are created to work hard. That is how we can be providers because you cannot provide if you're not working hard. And by working hard, you should not limit yourself to maybe because I studied, uh, I have a law degree, so I'm only supposed to be in the court and in the law firm. Anything else other than that is degrading for me. I think that mindset is what takes us back. So you will find that, for example, over the past week, and even into this week, if anybody has met me in town, I've, I've either been wearing my sweatpants or uh, an overall safety shoes because of what I'm doing, right? So you probably won't even know that, okay, this guy is a lawyer because of that. But it's because I'm realizing that this is where I can get a better source of living for my family and myself. So I need to, I'm not trying to impress people out there and look like something but I'm trying to actually have the life that I really want. So for me to have that, I need to get things done. How do I do that? Sometimes get rid of that suit and tie, put on that overall, get into the magic, uh, magic place and work. You know. And I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to reap a harvest that's going to benefit my family and I. Because no one will care where your money comes from. People will just care if you have money or not. That's, that's the other thing at the end of the day. So we should be willing to work hard. And by working hard, we should not be too comfortable in a certain space that we just want to stay in there. We should be able to get into anything and everything so long it works and it makes sense. That's another thing for me. Um, I think another thing in terms of uh, being a masculine man, oof, I think the list is so long, my goodness. You need to learn to balance things out. So much as you're supposed to be working hard, you need to make sure that you're available. I think that's another issue that we face in modern day society where men are not available, be it husbands or fathers, they are not available. They just come back home at night and when they are back home at night, maybe he's reading his newspaper, he's watching the news, and then he's off to bed. So he doesn't have time to engage with the kids, he doesn't have time to just chit chat with the wife. And I think that affects the balance of things. And you know, when you're not when you don't make your relationship with your wife work properly as much as you may think it's just you and your wife the kid suffers there was one lady and i really loved how she put it she was like a marriage is like a pot so if we poke holes into it because i'm like i'm the husband you're the wife and 
if we pour holes into it, be it by divorcing or whatnot, and I'm just thinking it's just us that are going to be affected, that would be a lie because in that boat, the children are in that boat with us. So if that boat starts to sink, they are sinking with us. If anything happens to that boat, they are also affected by that. You know, so I think that that's another thing whereby as men, we need to... We have so much, so much to do from from what I always see. I think we have our work cut out for us. Um, so maybe to try not to talk too much because I would talk forever. I'll end up talking for two hours here. But I think I would just list these as the main attributes that I would think you know should be found in a man that's saying I'm a masculine man. So be strong, be understanding, be loving, work hard, be caring, and in a nutshell, just be what Ephesians 5 chapter, you know, just Ephesians 5 chapter 22 going up describes a man or a husband to be. I think that's what we should be aspiring to be. Wow. That was that was a mouthful. Oh, wow. I, I see myself sending this podcast to all my cousins, everyone, my brothers, <laughs> everyone should listen. <laughs> These boys need to learn. They have a lot. They have a lot to learn. Oh wow! Yeah. I think there really well, is a lot for us all to learn. No, there really is a lot for us to learn, and that's why I keep saying I love what you've been doing. Like you're teaching these guys how to show up as a real man in the world, and with just um, with regards to everything you've said. So, like, what would you say is like a modern millennial? Um, woman's role like a modern feminine woman's role in a masculine modern man's life it's mm. very very interesting question right there um i would say i think if i'm to use the bible again i would be quoting uh proverbs chapter 31 you know i think that's always the go-to uh, part of scripture when you're describing uh a, a woman or maybe what men would be expecting of what a woman is supposed to be and whatnot. Um, but I think a woman for me, a modern feminine role is a woman that's hardworking, a woman that's industrious, a woman that is wise, uh, a woman that is also understanding and a woman that appreciates gender roles. I think I'll just leave it at those five things because I think when we appreciate our, our gender roles, we do more but when we look at them and we think of them as uh, as a form of suppression and oppression, I think we will already then be rebellious to them, already be fighting certain things that are supposed to be natural. I'm the man I'm supposed to provide, but it doesn't mean that the woman should sit at home, you know, because I cannot imagine a woman sitting at home. Why? Because she went to school all those years to master what she has mastered. And I know a lot of lives that have been changed because of what she does over the years, over the decade and all. So I wouldn't be happy having a seat at home and just waiting for me to provide and just have a cook and, and bear children and whatnot. That's for me, though. But it, it works differently for people. So I always also say there's no formula, there's no one-size-fits-all when it comes to relationships and marriage. So what may work for me may not work for the next person. I know women that actually say, I want to be a stay-at-home mother. I don't want to be going to work. And it would work for them, you know. But it doesn't mean that they are being lazy because they're staying at home. There's a lot that they will be doing. There's a lot that they'll be getting done because keeping the home afloat and functional, that's a lot of work. 
I won't lie, that's a lot of work. To the extent where even our courts have recognized the work that is being done by stay-at-home wives, that they even say it's it's used as contribution when maybe they're divorce proceedings and, you know, what they've been doing at home is, is, is looked at as just also just the same as what the man has been doing when he was working and contributing and whatnot. So it's because it's a lot of work to keep the home functioning, to keep the home running. It's not an easy task. And when you as a man or when I as a man spend the day and I know that it's just me there at home and I'm supposed to get everything done, there's the laundry, there's this, there's that, you realize how big the task is, you know. So... I think for me, a, a modern feminine woman is somebody that's supposed to be um, to be a virtuous woman, uh, to have the feminine aspects, I think, just traditionally, because personally, I want to feel that I have the woman, not like I have another man that I'm married to or that I'm in a relationship. I think there's beauty in me being a man-man and her being a woman-woman. There is no weakness in that. There is no compromising on your goals and your visions and whatnot, which is something that I also find to be another misconception widely spread. That, you know, when you're married or when you get in a relationship, it means you now have to forfeit your goals and whatnot. And the man is the one that just gets his, his stuff done. And when as a woman, you take a back seat and whatnot. And I'm like, I do not quite agree with that because I think you're actually supposed to realize more of your goals and get even more done when you get married because two is better than one so i'm now married to bay right i know that she had visions to do abc i sit down with her i talk to her and i'm like babe if you can do abc that means you can do def so how about we just get you to do all of that i will help by doing this by doing that and by doing that i will help by filling in your role on this part and on that part and on that part so we're supposed to be able to fill in each other's roles you know, because there are some times where I will be at my lowest. I won't be able to pray. I won't be able to do much. You probably just find me sitting in the house. I am so low. I'm distraught. I'm discouraged. But things need to be done. Responsibilities do not wait for how we feel. Responsibilities yeah. need to be done. But I cannot get that done. That's where she will step in. She'll be like, you know what? You sit. Here's a cup of coffee. Then she gets that stuff done. Then she comes back and she sits with me same thing with her when she's also in the same space where she is beat by life because adulting is you know it's 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 a it's a wild game yeah. it's extreme sports so mm. you won't always feel 100 every time sometimes you feel very low but that's where you also need a partner that's understanding enough to know that this is normal this happens to us all when they are mm. down i should be able to hold the team because they're not going to be down for, for forever they're just going to be down for a little while so allow them that downtime. When they come back up, everything will be done and they'll just be picking up from where they pick up from, but they won't be starting from scratch. So having each other's back like that is something that helps. Uh, so having a woman that's able to do that, to have your back as you have her back, oof, I tell you, it makes loving her even easier. It makes running the home easier for the both of you. It makes getting things done easier. I think another thing in terms of a feminine woman, um, what would I use? I'll just use the, those same attributes that are found in the Bible in, in Proverbs chapter 31. I think those are the, you know, for the woman, those are what would apply. Whilst for the men, it's Ephesians chapter 5 that would apply. So, yeah. Okay. 
Okay, I like that you you refer back to the Bible for your teachings. That's amazing, and I like what you said about you know being in partnership with someone. You reach greater heights because you've got a cheerleader as a guy as a woman. Having a cheerleader actually pushes you to accomplish all those things you sit and think i want to do this i want to do that and sometimes you don't have the motivation sometimes imposter syndrome just has you by the throat but if you've got that person you know when you've got that person who's there to be like you know what go for it you can do it and they just cheer you on you can go far and with that said i know that you were chosen as part of the gumi guru 50 under 30 in 2020 would you like to talk to me about how was that for you oh my <laughs> <laughs> you really did your research didn't you <laughs> <laughs> i mean wow. i aim to give the people i aim Thank to give the much. people what they I, want I am pleased i am so pleased because <laughs> i i That's not something I would have expected you to actually pick up on. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> But um yeah, I think that was a that was a surreal moment for me. Um uh, you know, when you work and you work and you work uh and it seems as if your efforts are not being seen. You know, you know that you're doing a lot, but it doesn't feel like your efforts are being seen and appreciated because you are sacrificing. There was a time I remember from 2019 where I would spend nights at the office trying to get things done, you know. Um and because of that, I would realize that now I'm working so hard and my efforts are not really being seen for what for what they are, you know. So when these guys when this consultancy uh approached me and they started listing the things that I had done and they said you know you've done a b c d in terms of law in terms of politics you've done a b c d and would like to have you as part of the nominees and whatnot. I I felt I felt all mushy inside because to me that was like wow so people do see when I do stuff you know I this has not been in vain so I I I felt I felt like crying, I felt like jumping up and down with joy. I was excited and it 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 was a beautiful moment for me because being appreciated and being recognized for something that you know you've been putting a lot of hours into. I I I don't know if there's even enough words to describe the feeling, but it's just so surreal, it's just so beautiful. It's it's encouraging. It makes you want to do more because you're like, right, at least my work counts for something. I'm not doing all of this in vain. So that that felt really good um when they they awarded me with the with the with that award and even last year when they then invited us for the for the dinner uh the dinner ceremony and we got three awards for for that as well. That felt really lovely. I was super happy. The only downside to that was the missus wasn't available so I was all by myself for that and I was just like oh, I wish you were here but don't worry she was on the phone with me during the entire time. <laughs> oh that's sweet man. Otherwise it 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 was really it was really lovely. I I had a beautiful time met up with some people that I did made friends made new connections and I bumped into some friends as well that I know like some friend from golf uh, her name is Grace we play golf together and she runs this uh, beauty school. So we bumped into each other. I'm like, "What? What are you doing here?" And we were like super excited. 
bumped into oh, another friend, Michelle. Like, wait, what are you doing here? <laughs> bumped into Pride, and I'm like, my goodness, this feels like a reunion. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it it was really lovely. It was a beautiful thing, and it's being recognized for your efforts. It it it, it feels great. It feels great. It is, I can imagine. It must be like a surreal moment just knowing you're actually working and your work is making an impact and people are watching and people are recognizing it. Like, that's amazing and congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for that. With regards to like effort and being acknowledged for those certain things that you're doing, what would you say is like the best part of being like a dad, being a family man? What is your best part about that role besides everything else you do? I think everything. It's the ups and the downs, trolling mm-hmm. the kids, uh, helping them up. Oh, yeah, we, we, we team up to troll them, by the way. That's, that's, like, a, <laughs> that's like a tradition in this family. <laughs> they know that. <laughs> they know that they have to expect these things and that mommy and daddy won't play. They will definitely mess up, mess with you. Um, mm-hmm. But it's all love, and it, it keeps the family closer together. And I feel that it strengthens the bond, and we get to laugh more, which I think is very important for kids mm-hmm. to grow up in a household where they can experience laughter and know that laughter is normal and it's what yeah. to be expected. Uh, I think it even helps them as they grow up, maybe psychologically as well. I would like to believe it. It, it helps. Um, mm-hmm. But the best part about all of this is. Um, knowing that there's a human being that relies on you and a human being who comes to you knowing that you know maybe they they're at a point where they don't know what to do but if they come to you then everything will be sorted and you will come up with a solution so mommy will get it done daddy will get it done not like i'm stuck and everything but they will get it done so that to me is special because it is a lot of responsibility, but it's a responsibility that is worth it, that is fulfilling in the end. Um, Being there for them, helping them to navigate through life so that they can make better decisions than I made when I was growing up, you know, because I always think that the important thing is for them to learn from my mistakes, because as I I was growing up, I made my fair share of mistakes, but I wouldn't want them to make the same. I would want them to, to avoid those mistakes and do better where maybe I wasted time doing things that I was not supposed to be doing. I wouldn't want them to waste time doing what they're not supposed to be doing. So it's, it's also that, I think that's the difficult part where you have to tell them of your failures. You know, like, no, look, I once did this and did that and it did not benefit me in any way. I actually failed because of this. So don't be that, don't be that person. Don't also go down the same route. Learn from the mistakes that I made so that you can do better. Because I think the, the goal is to try and raise a better generation than us. So, if I can try to list what's awesome about it, about, I I think, poof, it's everything, to be honest, (laughs) everything, waking up, knowing that, hey, there's little people there that are looking at you, and they're like, right, let's get things done, (laughs) it's, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful, it's, it's something that I cannot even describe with words, and something I wouldn't trade in the world for anything. That's some wholesome content there, Tabani. <laughs> like, I wish I could just buy in. A lot happens in there, a lot of fun, actually, <laughs> and a lot of eating. <laughs> okay. 
chaotic. It's a chaotic house, to be very honest, but it's a fun kind of chaos. <laughs> As is every chaos. other, <laughs> and that's what we expect. Like that's what we expect. In fact, it, it's never smooth sailing, but that's, that's what really makes true. it all work. You know, that's what that's builds really the true. bonds, the love, and strengthens everything within a family. So, Tabani, the last thing I am just going to ask you is that, as a father. What is like the best advice you can give to ladies and gents who are listening to this podcast? It could be anything general or specific. If you were to Ooh. just offer some advice, what would it be? All right. Uh, if I was to just offer some advice, I would say, much as it may be difficult, try as best as you can to always be honest because being honest saves you over half of the problems that you go through in life mm. um so be honest even when it feels uncomfortable to be honest just be honest when you mess up own up and be honest this is not something that's easy and it's not something that even i have mastered something that i can safely say is a work in progress for me but be honest be honest be honest it helps you it helps your relationships be it your relationship with your woman or your man your relationship with other people an honest person is easy to 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 get into any dealings with because you know that what you see is what you get so be honest mm-hmm. it helps and um apart from being honest live life to the fullest you know don't don't compromise on a fun and a good life for any reason enjoy your life enjoy every second that you get because tomorrow is not promised we are not guaranteed to be taking the next breath you know, so let's enjoy it whilst we can. Let's enjoy what we have been blessed with. And let's not do it carelessly. Let's do it knowing that uh, there is something that comes after we die. So, you know, we would love to be in a position where we are also in right standing with God. Uh, for those that believe in God, you would love to be in the right standing with God uh, at the end of the day. And for those that believe in God, always put God first. I I always refer people to uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 and say, that's a scripture to live by and never to neglect. If, if you forget any other scriptures in the Bible, keep that one. Mm-hmm. You know, keep that one imprinted on every part of you, in your heart, on your mind, on your tongue. Keep God first. And I will say this because I have experienced it. I have tried it and I have tested it where I've been like, let me try not to keep him first and do other things and see if I won't succeed. Honestly, I have not succeeded and I've just wasted time. And I've just chosen to keep him first. And when you keep God first and you just focus on him, everything else just falls into place. You won't even be able to explain how certain things happen. They will just happen because God will take care of your business if you take care of his. So I think those would be the the things that I would say. And I would also say be very careful of uh, be very careful of the type of advice that you take. Uh, when it comes to life and relationships try to avoid just listening to everything because what you expose your mind to you end up becoming that you know that's why we are are warned even in the bible that uh, bad company corrupts good morals and good character it's just being in the company of such people that will corrupt you so at first you'll be in that company and you'll be maybe your friend is cheating on his wife and you're just looking you don't agree with it but then it keeps happening it keeps happening until your mind has been desensitized to that kind of behavior 
and it's now something that's normal to you until you are also partaking in that so it's not something that happens overnight but it's something that takes time but once it happens it happens so be very careful of the stuff that you listen to because your mind cannot choose and pick what it takes in and you don't want to corrupt it you don't want to corrupt your thinking so be very careful what you listen to i think that's that's something that we must always be be very you know be very cautious of and it's addressed in what that's romans chapter 12 verse 2 i think where which addresses our thoughts uh, so that's another thing to be careful of and i think those would be the only pieces of advice that i would give and work hard guys poverty is not nice at all especially the christians poverty is but there's nothing nice about poverty god doesn't want you to be poor and suffering there's nothing christian about that uh, it's, it's not a christian thing to be suffering so work hard live a good life help those that are less fortunate and do your best Oh wow, what sound advice. Tabani, you're a well of wisdom. And I've definitely enjoyed having you on this episode of my podcast. And I'm sure Thank you so much. Thank you for giving us your time. I'm sure the people listening have taken in a lot. At the very beginning, I think I'll even insert something to tell them, guys, you need a notebook and a pen because you're going to need <laughs> to take notes. Okay. <laughs> you're far too kind. <laughs> great. And I'm so grateful yeah. to your bay for allowing you to well, give us some of yeah. your time. And I think we actually need to organize. Because we really appreciate all the wisdom you've shared with us. I am just so, so grateful. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time and uh, hey, maybe I'll come back some other time. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully we are going to take this thing yeah. onto YouTube or I don't know, whatever platform God I am putting it into the atmosphere, maybe even TV one day. So we would love yes. to actually have you back. <laughs> From your lips to his ears. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Thanks, Tabani. Um, so if you would like to like plug yourself please shamelessly do so let these people know where to find you shamelessly do so i i i I would definitely do that (laughs) (laughs) so um i mean in in terms of my social media platforms uh it's at tavani mnyama that's for all my social media platforms twitter instagram facebook it's tavani mnyama jr jr uh, the Tabani is T-H-A-B-A-N-I. The Myama is M-N-Y-A-M-A. Because people don't always uh, type the stuff wrong. So that's that's for me. And then the firm that I work for is Africonsult Firm. A-F-R-I-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-F-I-R-M. So it's Africonsult Firm. Uh, we are a multidisciplinary consultancy firm headquartered in South Africa with a branch in Zimbabwe. And you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, then the other stuff, eh, the other stuff is still mm-hmm. in the pipeline. So it's coming up right now. But but it would be lovely if I could already start getting people to follow our pages. That's at Nyangani Hills. Uh, there's something that's coming up there. There's something that is brewing. Uh, you will know with time <laughs> but it's at Nyangani Hills that's on Facebook, okay. on Twitter on Instagram as well 
so may definitely have me back and may, who knows yeah. yeah and who knows maybe next time we have mr and mrs okay that would be awesome we are goofballs and you just have to be ready for that but i would love that <laughs> <laughs> I, I think would i totally would love, love it as well <laughs> so that thanks awesome. so much and thanks to and thanks to everybody listening and if you're still listening at this point you guys know that i appreciate when you rate the podcast or take a screenshot and upload to your instagram stories and tag me the chili manzi i will be adding tabani's handles all in the description bar of this podcast so you can follow everything that he's doing the man is full of wisdom he's full of love for his family for his kids for everything he does for the world actually like who is going to go onto social platforms and teach people he does not even know how to just be normal human beings living life you know it takes a certain kind of love and selflessness to do something like that so again thank you so much for listening and thank you tabani thank you very much <laughs>